0: This evening's Dharma talk is titled Transforming Attachments. Is that what I sent you? Hmm. just realized I don't know how to do that. <laughs> it might be a little risky. Talk to giving. But I do know something about it, and that's what I hope to share with you. We all know about attachments. We know we're attached to this, or attached to that. And part of attachment is not only hanging on to something, but uh, trying to get rid of something. That's also being attached to having it going away. There's also the attachment to something that distracts us from something else, which is a, a fancy form or a sophisticated form of ignorance. Passion, aggression, ignorance. Passion is the obvious kind of grasping Hanging, clinging, attached. And the less obvious is the attachment to having something be gone, get rid of it. You're attached to having it be something else. You're attached to the second noble truth of the Buddha, wanting things to be different than they are. And it's the attachment to that thing that is the difficult part, not wanting, not having a particular uh, favorites. Sure, you're going to have that. There's nothing wrong with that. but It's when it gets cranked up to a high level where it turns into war of some kind. <clears throat> so transforming is a word that implies, i even have to look up the definition. I often use words without knowing what they mean. I'm sure you guys don't do that. But trans is change and form is the structure of something. So we're transforming, we're taking the structure of something and transforming it. So, we may not get rid of it. It may just show up in a different way. The transformation seems to come about by seeing the fundamental nature of the attachment. This is why the sitting practice of meditation, as far as I can tell, I'm extremely biased in this area. Not that I've tried every other modality or protocol that exists, but pretty attached to this, speaking of attachments. Pretty attached to sitting meditation. Pretty attached to having my students practice sitting meditation. A lot of it. So before you can see, as I use as a an example, before you can see the the attachment, before you can see the way in which you're attached, the way in which you're attached, I should say, before you can transform the attachment. You have to see the way in which you're attached. The actual, to use, continue to use this metaphor of my hands and this uh, kotsu, uh, you see the way in which you have different aspects using my fingers as examples of your mind, your ideas, your preferences, your hopes, your fears, your, all of the different ways in which our mind has little tiny stories, like little rivulets going down a mountainside. Water hits the mountain and it goes down in all these different directions. What is it basically? Water. What is it basically? Gravity. What is it basically? Going in lots of different directions. That's what's happening with the attachments. You can't really see everything. Just, excuse me. And also, you can't really see everything. And it's even worse if you're trying to get rid or transform or reshape or refashion or move the attachment away without really even looking at the situation. It would be like doing open heart surgery without knowing where the heart was. Just start hacking everywhere. It's got to be in there somewhere. Probably wouldn't be too healthy. And that metaphor, of course, is silly. But there's there's some aspect of it that's not so silly because... We see people going in and trying this and trying that and trying this and trying that. Well, maybe this will work. Well, maybe that'll work. It's like going from one medication to the next (coughs) until you find the medication that gets rid of your depression. What is that about? Ignorance. And what is the ignorance? Uh, The ignorance is not knowing what depression is and actually making an assumption instead of about the depression itself. Instead we start looking at all the solutions that people are what propaganda Use this, use that, this will work. I've used this, I've used this, this really helped me. Thank God for whatever those complicated words are, I can't pronounce some of those words. And it's not that something like that might not work or cover things up for a while, but it won't uh, necessarily address the fundamental uh, attachment or fixation or grasping or clawing at something. And what's interesting about it is if you, if you go in and try to push on that, it's not so much the attachment that starts to get irritated or affected or, or mobilized. It's the imputation that there's someone who's attached. That's, that's what the original uh, mistaken identity is about. You, you, you can't really, address the attachment directly until you first see that there isn't anyone who's attached. If you think someone's attached to it, then you'll never, never understand the attachment, because you'll keep looking at that as a problem. And uh, I, I could say it this way, why do you think that uh, Longchenpa or the Dzogchen uh, teachings uh, constantly talk about, in different ways, the great perfection? There's nothing to correct because if you get involved in correcting, it's just an endless an endless uh, pathway of fixing this, fixing that, and then you have to fix this and fix that. And it relatively may work for a little while, which is uh, very seductive and confusing, but overall probably not be so successful. And that's difficult because uh, if you're doing sitting meditation or if you're working with it uh, in the kitchen or in the garden or uh, at your you have a workplace uh, with, with your boss or with your uh, co-workers, and issues come up with, with other people who, are, who have no mind training at all, and are immediately going right to the someone who was offended and the someone who was doing the offending. They immediately go to identities. Well, you did that. You're the one that did it. It's a misunderstanding because the energy is misplaced on an, something that is apparent and not actually real. You spend a lot of time, you see it, if you watch the the news, you see constant going back and forth. Who did what and why and when and so on. What we're doing here is we're trying to see deeply into what this is, not just the surface level that you may be able to fix. Or when I say fix, you may be able to change the difficulty for a little while, may work for a while, may work for three lifetimes. So it seems to be necessary to find a way to look deeply into the the habituation or the the, what what we refer to as the alivjnana, the habit energy that's coming out of that storehouse. We don't know when that was filled up. We don't know uh, what, what the causes, conditions were, but we all know we have a backlog of stuff, you could say. Every now and then you'll feel something being triggered there. That's not, it's not apparent here. It's just something is happening here. That is not it, but it's triggering something else that, that is it. And it wants to have some expression and it might be having it in terms of how your body feels, how your, how your heart feels. So the idea of transforming it means that the way I'm using this is, if you want to see deeply, if you really want to do this, then it seems to be necessary to train your mind, to see more clearly what the situation is. In other words, be become an expert with your own mind. Become Don't leave it up to somebody else, don't leave it up to me. Don't leave it up to therapists or psychologists or psychiatrists or anyone. <clears throat> sure, you can get help from other people, but but you need to be the one, it's, as it says in the Tisha Seven Points of Mind training. One of the slogan, 59 slogans there is, of the two, keep the principal witness. So, of the two, you and other people, other person, other, whomever it is. Keep the principle, the principal witness is you. You know what's happening. You might have to refine that so that you're not confusing yourself. That's what meditation is about, cutting through self-deception, cutting through spiritual materialism, scientific material and materialism cultural materialism any kind of materialism is something about solidifying something this is what material like that's, we see the whole world is all about making money and getting ahead and not falling behind and of course we need to do some of that we need to eat we need to have a place to sleep I have a lot more to say about this, as you know. I can go on and on, but I'm happy to respond to questions also. What is the difference between self-deception and keeping the principal witness? <clears throat> keeping the principal witness uh, is uh, is staying with the the awareness, and the aware. But uh, the, the difference is the self-deception is you think you are someone who's aware. That's self-deception. That, that's buying into your own. That's believing your thoughts. Don't believe your thoughts. Do you hear me? I did? Good. Don't believe your thoughts. It's just a suggestion. If you believe, if thoughts come up and you believe them, your awareness goes out the window because now you've got a thought, you've got a concept, you've got a structure, and you're going to just use that to hammer your way into what you want or keep away what you don't want. Don't do it have a willingness to not know this is awareness keep the principle witness means witness actually witness what's occurring it doesn't mean think about what's occurring if, if once they find their own natural weight the thinking process will be always be right at your elbow whenever you need it you'll be able to think through anything be able to think very easily. And the interesting thing is, there will just be enough thinking to, to uh, work with whatever is arising and not overdo it out of hope and fear, out of hope of controlling what's in front of you, or out of fear that some, you're going to be overwhelmed by something. <laughs> See the humor in that? You'll get off.
1: Can an insight be self deception?
0: Yeah, I have people tell me about their insights all the time. Not interested.
1: How do we work with that if we've had an insight?
0: See the insight and don't don't necessarily uh, hang on to it. Of course, you might have to transform the attachment there. Insights come up. The interesting thing about an insight is it doesn't last. It comes. You have an insight into something, then it goes away. Even the insight into no self will not last although the ego sees that and might try to stabilize it because ego wants to be involved in the uh, transcendence of the personal self. Ego wants a credential like, had some experience with that here, had someone come here once who thought they were awake. You can't think yourself awake. I gave the person the benefit of the doubt, watched them for a while. Not that I'm the great overseer of people's awakening, particularly.
1: How, uh, even if we see self deception uh, and that's an insight, how do we, is that even to be believed?
0: Don't believe anything. You don't need to believe anything. This is what belief looks like. As soon as you believe something, you've stopped investigating. From the point of view of ego, you've heard of the, what was the the Pema book title? The Wisdom of Insecurity. I think that was it. No escape. Wisdom of no escape. Well, well, the wisdom of insecurity is all right there. <laughs> <laughs> but but being insecure means that your your actual self centeredness is insecure to someone. If someone is uh, realized, they are never insecure. But there isn't anyone to be insecure. There there's no solid. I'm not saying there isn't a discontinuous identity. Something has to come up and order eggs over easy. No. I'm on to coach today. You know, there's a, there, We're not getting in a way, or we're not getting rid of, of some kind of uh, uh, identity that functions. That's part of the sixth sense, uh, feels and part of the uh, body, speech, mind complex. But it's not a. It's not an individual being. It's just a function. You.
2: Um, what happens to habit energy when it encounters uh, the principal witness?
0: so it's just seen we just see that we're that it's just a, a replay the witness doesn't do anything the witness is just that's why we use that word witness or awareness it just receives just open space The principal witness is just this particular complex right here is as a witnessing quality to it that is not a self that's witnessing something so when habit energy, is, it's just seen as a, let's see, let me think of a good, uh, you, just, you just see it come and go, but you don't, there's no big attachment to it. It's like seeing, it's like when I say, I'm reminded of what we were talking about, when you see somebody uh, and you see something that you, you, you compliment someone about something, it's really just a description it's not about when I say a, that's not a compliment all I'm doing is helping you not get all self satisfied about what I, the positive thing I just said just like if I were to say uh, you need to get down here and meditate more It's not a criticism just a description I rarely say that to anybody people are usually doing that enough to themselves more about that Shoto sure. um, you
2: brought up a long champion Zogchen how does how does a something like transforming attachments work with the teaching of great perfection I don't know how does it look to you I guess I can ask another question Um, what needs transformed if it's already perfect
0: pardon me what needs transformed if it's already perfect nothing but you need to see it that's why we have a provisional teaching so you can go through the you know training the mind to see because there's there's so much uh, springing out of nowhere but even that, if it's seen, uh, don't need to do anything with that. Don't need to get rid of anything. Don't need to be any different than you are. More questions are good. Keep, keep coming. Yes? Can something fundamentally transform? What do you mean by fundamentally transform? So I can get an idea of what you're asking me. I guess beyond the provisional teaching? I think the transformation happens in a provisional area. We transform. We, we actually are less attached to this or to that, we notice that that's, that's not as strong as it was. We're not so concerned about what other people think. We're not so, even though there was something we really wanted, we're, we're not we're more reasonable about that, you could say. So some kind of transformation is taking place. The people who do a lot of sitting meditation, uh, don't I have interviews uh, quite often, um, not always though, quite often will say, this, is, this seems to be less. There's just less concern about something that was really are you okay yeah, yeah so some some kind of transformation happening there uh, that doesn't involve getting rid of it it's just that there's there's not the demand around it anymore of, it needs to be different so there's transformation going on without maybe the form changing much at all it's happening because it's happening more about the identity that's making a demand that wants things different so you might, you might still, in the long run, you might still have negativity coming and going in different ways. You just work with it differently. And if you're on this path and if you receive vows to be with all things, then you've got your work cut out for you in the sense that you, you're going to have to uh, set aside your own happiness for that of others. That's the vow that you've, you've received, that vow. Not It doesn't mean you have to go without lunch. Well, unless, it's, unless it's a fasting day. <laughs> I'm going in without lunch, so I can stay alive longer, so I can... Oh, I almost said something disrespectful. <laughs>
1: bother, continue to bother
0: us. Continue to, yeah, continue to meddle with you guys. <laughs> your life would have been fine if you hadn't run into this guy. <laughs> now you're wasting your life in front of a wall. <laughs>
2: brought up, um the concept of triggers, something triggering something that we yeah. um, it's not exactly what's showing up as triggering something else. Um you said something like it's wanting to be
0: expressed or it wants expression. Mm-hmm. Does expressing that take fuel away from it? The whole idea of expressing something, it's a it's an interesting area because it's there's no one thing you should always do. There there may be times when you actually need to express but that will show up in different ways. If as long as there's a strong awareness practice happening really strong, then you may find yourself choicelessly going in the, in the direction of expressing something. And another time you might feel something quite intensely, uh, but you, you don't hook up your vocal cords or your mus- musculature or anything to express it. And most of it might come out as just like your head might tilt. And that's a lot. If you're aware, that's a lot. Just, just body language, just a little bit of movement of body language. More? It seems
2: like with, with those things that can get triggered that don't seem to have a story, there's a want to express that, to have it not
0: come back up, or to run out of that. So yeah, there, it, seems to, it seems to work the other way. Uh, uh, eventually, you need to have, when I say you need to, this is uh, as a mutual thing that I'm not Demanding you do things a certain way, but it seems to be necessary to be willing to have anything come up Uh, And that's what you're that's what this is why it's a Dharma gate is because it's coming up for you It's painful. It's difficult. You don't like it And if you're any of you are talking to me about things that are coming up for you that are difficult It's probably a, a somewhat of a generalization to say I encourage you to just look at it Don't Push it down don't blame anyone don't blame yourself. Just just feel the texture the texture of that situation without any any demands at all.
2: When, when I hear that, to uh, have a willingness to see what comes up. I, it looks like I try to twist that into thinking that means being content with what comes up. Well, I don't mean that. No. What is will we know for being willing?
0: to Yeah, do that, uh, yeah. It'll be yeah. it'll be uncomfortable or painful or irritating or whatever distressing. But if you don't do anything with it, nothing lasts. And especially it shows up, especially if you, if it's something negative, you're happening, you do nothing with it, you observe it. You'll notice that it, it morphs into something else, but it's not going to change into something else. If you're freaked out by it, if you're pushing on it, if you're trying to get away from it, if you're trying to do anything, then it's just like, you know, I mean, the, the, the play is written in such a way that, uh, you know, you come on and you do your thing and then it's exit stage left. But if uh, you come on and do, you do your thing and instead of exit stage left, no, you got to stay on because there's somebody else on the audience is trying to interact with you. So you think the play goes on. You think it's all about you It's ego, 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 self-centered self identity gets it's, 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 uh, you could say belief in itself from opposition, agreement and shutting down basically when lots of nuances if you want something to be different than it is, this is self-centeredness. Yes? If we think that we're starting to notice a pattern that's
2: leading up to that intense negativity, mm-hmm. can it be helpful to change some of those steps that are going up to that?
0: Maybe. Could be. It's not something I could say, do this, do this, but I would say, excuse me, do it out of uh, do it out of the awareness of it. Be Have the awareness be so open that you can see all sides of that. You can see without doing anything with it. And then it will show you because you're fundamentally not separate from whatever is occurring anyway. It's not happening to someone. The only way it can happen to someone is if there's a, a belief or a grasping at the duality that uh, that sutras like uh, the Diamond Sutra are addressing. It's this because it's not this, therefore it's called this. So it's, it's that intense polarity that has us by the throat
1: is is it important to to bring these things to interview that we struggle with or that that are difficult for us to let go of I think
0: it's just it, it depends on each situation you could you could work with it yourself you could talk to me about it somewhat but to say it's important for you to do that. it's What's important for you to do is to study the Dharma and, and train your awareness and uh, relate to the Sangha. I have people that students who who emphasize parts of it, but don't. They don't do the whole thing as much as they could. I was going to say should, but could is probably a better. Word.
1: I was wondering if how long something like that lasts is a measure of your uh, enlightenment, your practice. Whether you can look at it without grasping at it. Oh, is, is Haven't you noticed
0: that? Haven't you noticed that you're able to look at something longer now than maybe five or ten years ago? Is there some kind of contrast there, where negativity is uh, is not something you're always trying to push away? Uh, Yeah, there is, but I
1: think I have an expectation or hope, I guess, that it will get shorter.
0: Hope can be a problem. Hope is a waste of energy. I'm very conservative. When I say it's a waste of energy, I'm not saying you can't say, I hope I don't have a flat tire on the way to Houston. I hope I don't have car trouble. I'm not saying you can't do that kind of thing, just as a thinking about it or whatever, just functioning. But, uh, but too much energy in that over and over again to hope for hope for this and hope for this especially when it comes to your sitting practice. Sitting practice should be as much as possible about just receiving. Sit down, hold still. Whatever shows up is what you need to look at, and in that way, the the awareness becomes more and more expansive. The traditional word is vipassana, panoramic awareness. We're no longer just focused on our breath coming and going or our thoughts trickling down from the Alia or whatever, but we're actually, we're including all kinds of...
1: I guess it, it feels more like a disappointment it's still there.
0: It's okay. It is disappointing. It can be very disappointing to not get what you want. Cody?
2: You just said, in our, as our awareness increases, are we aware
0: of more, more objects? Mm, a little, not much. I think the uh, having a, a prioritizing the awareness over the objects that are rising in it uh, just might just more spaciousness. And to the ego this might show up as just not knowing or like you could say not having a clue, but not being particularly threatened by that and, and just relax into that spaciousness. It's called resting in the, in the nature of the alia. I usually don't use that if I use that expression much. Rest in the nature of alia, so which is just open dimension, just an open area. It's not that it's full of all, not that it's not full of all kinds of uh, uh, vasanas or habit energy. But if you're just resting there, then nothing, nothing in there is going to uh, give you much of a problem. So if we're not focused on our thoughts or our
2: breath specifically, and of other things, are we? More
0: aware, or not necessarily. It's 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 a and it's with each person it's operating differently and, and it's interesting in my situation to talk to so many people that are doing uh, strong awareness practice to see all the different ways this shows up for people the way people are working with some people are working with aspects of their mind that other people may never encounter because they're tied up in their particular dynamic of what life is for them and what their challenges are, what their difficulty is, or what what's their experience in meditation. Some people don't even know what an anxiety attack is, and they hear it and they kind of imagine it, but they don't know what it is, and other people know very clearly what it is. That's why I say, stop naming it that, call it Strawberry Shortcake, or something like that renaming isn't going to get rid of it but it just it just something it does something it changes the tenor of the whole thing it changes something about it that you could you could say it's like it, you're just looking at it, it's, you're not abandoning it by changing that name or dropping the name or moving it aside but you're you're changing your angle of looking at it kind of it may not suddenly turn up as now you're no longer depressed or you're no longer having difficulty but it uh, just more awareness around it, more. If something
2: comes up, and like an anxiety attack, and we endeavor to pull the label away, but we still notice that it's what we might call negative, mm-hmm. is that still a, another
0: layer on top of it? Not necessarily. If you're just noticing that it's negative without doing anything, much of anything with it, it's just you're just experiencing it more. When does, when does
2: that contrast that shows up as just a plain negative or plain positive become an opinion about it?
0: Well, I think you would know that. I mean, I, I can't come up with an arbitrary. Haven't you had that experience where you're kind of locking down on how you feel? And then there's the the other kind of experience where you having a feeling, but you're still, you're still not sure what it is. It's almost like you're not sure if it's a positive, negative, neutral, what it is. You just know there's some kind of a, you know, standing in the hallway and some kind of smoke is coming down the hallway you're not sure what it is so it's an experience but it hasn't dropped hasn't dropped a, uh, hasn't abandoned the contrast for positive or negative or has not abandoned the kind of so stay with the contrast and of course you can't really force yourself to do that but we train ourselves when we sit down hold still and practice shikantaza practice a very simple form of Meditation where you're just receiving whatever's arising in any of the sense fields uh, You get better and better at just being here And just whatever's arising is there's no necessarily not a second thought about it Uh, I'm getting really good. I'm really being more aware and So on that may or may not happen the initial idea here about transforming um, uh, Attachments is is when I when I look at the way I have worked with that, and the way I, the people I talk to work with that, I'm encouraging you to look at the attachment, and that's hard because sometimes when looking at the attachment can it starts to bring up um, a little uh, post-it notes all the way around it that that are like feelings and emotions about that that makes us want to re- retreat or get away from that or it down or lay a bunch of ideas and opinions or descriptions on it or why it shouldn't be there so it takes it takes practice we sit down and we look at it or or when we're in the kitchen washing dishes or we're taking out the trash or something those kind of things can come up and i say when they do come up insofar so far as you can just look at the attachment rather than rather than uh, try to plan a strategy around how to stop being attached the ego wants to, doesn't want to be attached. So, the self-centeredness wants to, in this situation, might want to be enlightened. So, uh, but as uh, Trump or Impa Jay once said, uh, the ego cannot witness its own funeral.
1: Um, I get stuck on the, uh, detachment. So, um, if you observe that you have an attachment is there a legitimate detachment process, practice that is not grasping or is not further attaching?
0: Your your very uh, question is uh, the statement that I would make. Yes, that, that is don't don't do anything with it because if you do something with it, then what you're doing your 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 observation of the attachment is just by the nature of the situation is partial. You only see part of it, you only see, like I can't see the backside of this, I can only see this side by this directional awareness. This metaphor is only going to go so far, but it may help you see. The only way you can see, the only way you can, uh, let's say, creatively affect, to be literal about it, the attachment, so that you won't have quite so much, so many claw marks around it, is to actually look at the whole situation Without having any, uh, without encouraging or fueling any kind of desire to be rid of it. If you want to be rid of that, it will. You will not be able to see what. It, you won't be able to see clearly the entire situation. So any desire that comes up around it immediately clouds it. Even though you may feel, you may feel like, well, I'm just trying to see what it is. You may have a little, little uh, interior, uh, self-centered propaganda around it. And the interesting thing is you may see the entire situation and because of causes and conditions that are un, unsourceable, you can't find the first cause for anything, uh, that you may see the whole thing and there won't be a payoff. You won't, it won't just disintegrate. Well, I've seen everything. I've looked at it. I've watched it and the damn thing is still there. So, but what's extra? The damn thing is still there. That's, that's the, the expression of what you haven't looked at, which is you have strong biases against things. It's called ignorance. It's power. I mean, it's a it's a tremendous question, and that's why I'm saying, out of what I what I understand about it, is to sit down and train the awareness so the awareness becomes uh, queen. the 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 awareness becomes. There not any isn't anything that doesn't belong to the awareness and that way everything is rustling around in there will find its own medium you don't have to correct anything you don't have to get rid of attachment you just have to see it really clearly and if you see it really clearly it may hang around it may not but if you, your clarity around it will also be clarity around the one who thought they were attached which is uh, beginning to see into no self and, and that that no self doesn't doesn't have preferences yes
1: um when you're looking at attachment and then the um like you said the desire the, the covering that we put over it comes up do we keep focus on the attachment that we were originally looking at and or do we change our do we shift our focus to look at the desire or that covering
0: whatever's that moving on top of it whatever's in motion if there's any movement anywhere, that's the part that seems to be necessary to watch. So, that will tell you. Even the attachment is not static. It becomes static if you don't. If you don't watch, then it just then it, we impute that it's we're fixated on it. But if you look at it, it's it's moving this way and that way all the time. It's always in motion. In some way. Using
1: the example of the stick, you said you couldn't see the backside of it you mm-hmm. said so you have to see the how do we see the whole situation without grabbing it and rotating it intentionally and trying to mm-hmm. see every side yeah that's
0: why it's a it's a uh, it's a incomplete metaphor metaphor doesn't really reach what it is that i'm trying to use it's like you look at it look at it look at it and you'll eventually instead of doing this i don't have a have something I can demonstrate this was it's like you see all the way to the backside of it you see the other side because you go right through the negativity that your ego mind your self-centered mind does not want to experience you go all the way to the back of it it's uh, you can't have fearlessness unless you have hopelessness and uh, hopelessness is a description it is not a judgment it's not it's not sad to be without hope to be without hope is to be fundamentally totally here present. The people who talk about hope are people who are separating themselves from the very issues and problems they're trying to deal with by going into hope. You have to have hope. No, you don't. So, you can challenge me on this if you like. I'm happy to uh, be right. <laughs> yeah. Who should I talk to here? Go ahead. Are there still fear and you know, fearlessness doesn't mean you've gotten rid of fear. It means it no longer controls you. You're, you're, not, you're not going to have intense, negative, positive, neutral feelings or any kind of feeling. You'd be, be under the, the, the thumb of your emotions, which are causes and conditions that come out of an apparent past and an apparent self who is upset or is as fear, as, uh, fearful and wants things to be different, wants to cover things up, wants to hide in a hole, wants to hide behind a Shia, wants to, as Trungpa Jay once said, wants to be inside of a cocoon of ideas, opinions. So when I say hopeless, I mean, it's just, you don't, you're not operating out of hope. Someone would say, do you have hope? And say, not particularly. I'm not going to shut it out if, if, if I say, I mean, I hope I don't have a flat tire. That level, but quite often when it goes, it goes into some kind of grasping at some kind of ideal God realm, where and fearlessness, just like hopelessness, there's still hope there, but it's more reasonable. It's a reasonable idea about the way we function, and and with fearlessness, there's still fear there, but it's nothing is nothing is controlling, uh, nothing is uh, shutting you down from functioning in a genuine, authentic, and upright and and uh, uh, even dignified way Show up how can we practice
2: to see more clearly without abandoning our abandoning our confusion?
0: So uh, again it's it's about seeing that you're abandoning seeing that you're actually turning away from the confusion in order to get some relief. I'm not saying you can't take a bathroom break of course. I'm not saying you can't have some tea Probably a good idea. <laughs> Not that kind of tea. <laughs> what?
1: Bengal spice.
0: Bengal spice. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot, and in your question, there's there's so much going on there. It's hard to come up with just a response that would that would satisfy that because it's it's quite nuanced and it's quite has lots of different facets and shapes to it. With the very thing you're asking about. So it's a matter of just continually return to that, return to that, continue to look at it, don't conclude anything. Conclusions are, this is a conclusion. I mean, it may be relatively accurate, but we're not just working with relative situation, we're talking about the ultimate nature of who we are and what this is. So some relativity, yes, there's a cushion, that's relative, sit on it. There's a wall, that's relative, look at it. And then what arises is also relative, but the space in which it occurs has no There's no time. There's no stopwatch. There. It is. It is neither time nor is is it without time. And and if you have an identity at all, it's like that. It's like the sky. Does hopelessness have a quality of despair to it? No, that's despair. The hopelessness I'm talking about. I'm tying it with the word fearless, fear, open fear, or the, the. has been said in the ancient traditions those are the that the the as your wisdom is going through the through the forest uh the the two gremlins that come out of nowhere are the bandits of hope and fear that steal your wisdom just a relative kind of a metaphor but you you will you we give hope and give fear a reality that it's that it just uh, it interferes with the wisdom mind with the mind that sees clearly and deeply the truth of of everything the truth the deep truth of everything.
2: It seems like to use the the situation tonight. It
0: seems hopeless, and it doesn't feel like there's much with that hopelessness. So there's a. Kind of like a, an action of trying to attribute some kind of an emotion to mm-hmm. it, to relative to what your your family situation. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ask a question about it. Can, I heard your statement. Can hopelessness be clear? Yeah. It is clear. It's very clear. You see that hope is doesn't help at all. Help, hope actually is covering up. If something needs your input, it should be choiceless, fearless and hopeless. No I don't'm I'm gonna I'm doing this I'm, not, I'm just acting it out here I'm doing this but I have, I have no I don't care about the result. I don't I don't avoid the, but I, I put no I'm not doing this because I want some kind of result. I'm doing this because this is fundamentally the, 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 the very best thing I can do without evaluation in your situation is difficult because of the family situation it's really hard to know what to do. And so, like I was saying, listen, if you listen here, then if, t- if it does come up where you need to move into that situation, then you can do that uh, choicelessly, fearlessly, hopelessly, and what was that on? Mick Jagger? No. <laughs> I never know what's gonna come floating through, but they're all fun, especially Mick. <laughs> Fearless doesn't mean there isn't fear. It just means that you have the fear, or you're going to do that. You're you decided to do this, or there's whatever the situation is. You're just going to do this, and fear is just you know have a seed. You want to go with me, but you're not going to suddenly let the fear grab you and pull you out of your out of your activity or lack of activity or out of your awareness and, and it just this doesn't mean you're gonna be a success at it I'm just saying you could be but if you understand that idea then then when fear does come up at least there's some kind of idea around that that is other than just the, the complete um, attachment to fear the, the just paranoia I, I remember uh, I mentioned this earlier about 30 years ago, I guess it was, 35 years ago, I was on a plane going to California and I, I never had any trouble with claustrophobia and all of a sudden I came over this intense feeling of claustrophobia, came over me, I couldn't sit, couldn't sit on a window seat anywhere and I also sat at the window seat and watched things, you know, the, the clouds and the planes and the, the ground leave the plane, which uh, everybody knows that. It isn't, <laughs> yeah, the ground actually leaves each plane has its own ground <laughs> um, and suddenly I couldn't, I couldn't do that and I, I would, I'm would. i just going to do this I mean, I'm going to sit uh, and I couldn't I'd, I would actually sit down and I'd get up and I'd go back in the aisle and i talk to the flight attendant I, was, I don't know what's wrong but I cannot, I cannot sit in my seat and I ended up sitting in an aisle seat with one foot out in the aisle and it was uh, intense uh, fear and with no, no story, I mean, being hurt by anything. I have no idea what, where, it, then it slowly backed off over, it took a few years. Even now it's a little bit difficult for me to sit in the back seat of the car with the, the head thing that sticks up from it. I can do it, but it's just not very comfortable and I don't know what the causes and conditions of that. And I don't know how to, what to do about it other than just not like it. <laughs> Further questions? We're a little bit after nine. Any final questions? Especially someone who has not asked a question. I know Shoto's tried to ask lots of questions. <laughs> not critical of your questions, or good questions. Anyone else? Danny? <laughs> you actually have lots of questions, you just don't want to ask one in here, right?
1: <laughs>
0: okay. Very good. Thank you so much
1: to we'll stand and dedicate the mirror at the back of our Red chant books. I'd like to remind everybody about the donation boxes in the hallway. We appreciate and depend on your financial support. Also we take online contributions as well. To all places, so that we and every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way. Please come down out of the light and protect Sokokoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, our sangha, families, friends and visitors. Heal everyone who is unhappy, sick or suffering and fill them with light.